Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So today I'm in the hot seat. I mean, I guess I'm in the hot seat all the time because my purpose is to be humble, open, and transparent with you always. But um, I was recently uh, out with a friend and we had a conversation about transparency. And she was saying that there's two types of transparency. There is the transparent where you share that you've been through something and you've overcame it. And so, you know, now you're good. She was saying that what's wrong with that is, is that a lot of people are struggling and they're just like, oh, well, I'm not as strong as you or, you know, I can't do what you do because you didn't really share the struggle. You know, for example, maybe you had an addiction, you know, to drugs or pornography or eating food, <laughs> you know, um, and you're saying that, oh, you know, God set me free. I'm good. I don't have that addiction anymore. But you didn't talk about the many times that you were fiending and you may have actually fell and took the next hit or ate that extra piece of cake or clicked on that, you know, the porn site. Um, and so you didn't really talk about how you were still tempted, even though you were trying not to go back to those old ways. And that's the difference with transparency is, is that, yeah, you can be trans, um, transparent, but to really be vulnerable with people so that they can relate to you, um, it's a different story. And so, um, today I kind of want to be that type of vulnerable or that type of transparent with you. And um, by sharing that, I haven't always been the best communicator. And um, marriage, for me, will really teach you how to communicate, especially when you're married to an over-communicator. Now, Anthony may not feel or think that he is an over-communicator. He's just like, I'm just going to tell you how I feel because I'm not going to hold it inside. But for someone like myself who does not communicate or doesn't really share their feelings which is weird because I do wear my heart on my sleeve like I don't do a very good job of hiding that something's wrong with me but I won't talk to you about it <laughs> I'll tell you that there's nothing wrong and that I'm fine and that irritates him and so but for me someone who you know uh, isn't as open with how she feels for someone like him who talks about how he feels all the time or just lets you know where he's at, it it becomes over communication for me. Um, at times, I have resented him um, for communicating so much because of the fact that I'm like, you always got an issue. Like you you always got something to say. It's something that you don't like that I do or there's something that, you, that bothers you. You always talking and saying something and if you only knew the things that went on in my head <laughs> and that's not fair, right? Because he doesn't know the things that's going on in my head. He wants to, you know, um, I'm fortunate enough to be blessed with a husband who's like, I want you to tell me what you think is wrong with me so that I can fix it so I can be better, you know, and his outlook is I tell you what bothers me to help you be better, but I don't always take it as, um, accountability or constructive criticism or you know words of of love to help correct me and help me with my areas of improvement instead I look at it as judgment and I look at it as you know um 
finding faults or not making room for grace for my areas of improvement or my faults or transgressions. And um, I think I don't think I'm the only person who feels that way. Uh, But I think that also stems from insecurities, from feeling like in the past you or taking stuff that happened to you in the past where you know, you were trying to be vulnerable about your feelings and they weren't handled with care. And so now you're guarded and you're protecting yourself. And I think that that's something that I've done. I I know that my issues with communication stems from my childhood. My mother and father were not the best communicators with each other. In fact, they argued on a daily basis. Um, And... What I learned from them is, is that I didn't like conflict. I mean, I don't really know who likes conflict except for the instigators in life and those who like to stir the pot. But in general, um, I'm not I don't really know (laughs) people who are just like, I just love conflict. I just want to argue with you just to argue. Um, But uh, I didn't like conflict because of what I saw between my parents. And it it was bad. You know, um, they ended up getting a divorce, which was much needed. (laughs) Um, I'm surprised at how long they lasted, which is funny to say. And when I say funny, not funny, haha, but funny, ironic, because it's like I was surprised at how long they lasted or how long they held out. Um, But then I was still also shocked when it happened. I was 16 when it happened. My parents had been married for 20 years. That's a long time to be married to somebody um, and be unhappy. Uh, You let my parents tell the story and they'll tell you that they weren't happy except for like the first two years, (laughs) which kind of brings some trauma to me because they were married in 1980 and I was born in 1982. So it's like, so y'all had me and it just went downhill from there. Um, I don't know, but I just know that I I always heard, uh, arguments with them and it just kind of made me want to run from that because of the type of arguments that they would have and, and not seeing a healthy way to argue, um, how to fight fair, not to see, I mean, and when I say fight fair, there was no fighting fair between my parents. Like there were times I'll, I'll share this. Um, there were times where, you know how you'll say to your child, you're just like your mother, you're just like your father. (laughs) There are times that my dad would say that to me and it would make me cringe because I've heard him use words to describe my mother that were not pleasant. And so it's like, you're saying I'm just like her. So are you saying that about me as well? You know, um, but it, it, it just made me run from conflict like I said and I um suppressed my feelings I thought it was better to just not address them than to say how I felt and it lead to a potential problem because I didn't want any problems and I carried that with me throughout my childhood um into my teenage years uh which was bad because um in, in high school, we had this little, this band sorority and uh, fraternity. They have it, too, in college. College was the real thing. <laughs> high school was not. But um, we we wanted to be so much like the, you know, the college 
uh, fraternities and, and sororities and band. And I, yes, I was a band geek. I think I've shared that with y'all before. But anyways, in you know, when you're in a sorority, they give you a nickname. And so my nickname um, in the band, uh, I had two, but the one that I had in the sorority was TikTok. And my my band sisters told me that the reason why they called me TikTok was one, because I, you know, was a timekeeper <laughs> and two, because they never knew when I was going to blow up. And that was because I would suppress my feelings so much that when it got to the point of explosion, it did not matter who it was that popped the the balloon or that, you know, pulled pick the straw that broke the camel's back, you got it all. And, you know, that wasn't a very good way to be depicted. Like, I laughed about it, but when I thought about that, I was like, man, that's kind of that's bad, Hannah, you know, because people know that you're a Christian, and um, <laughs> as a Christian, you shouldn't have an attitude like that. But it wasn't so much – I mean, yeah, I had an attitude when I was a child. Um, but it wasn't so much about the attitude, more so with the fact that I just did not know how to handle my emotions or my feelings because I wasn't taught how to do that. I, I didn't see it in my upbringing. I didn't see it in my parents. Um, what I saw from them was totally different and it is what it is, right? Uh, but I, and, and I think because of it, I've caused a lot of of relationships to fail, uh, both family relationships, um, friendships, uh, personal relationships, because I wasn't honest with my feelings. I wasn't honest with how I felt. Um, there's a, there's a college friend of mine. And I always said to myself, if I was to ever run into her again, I would apologize because, um, she was a great friend. And what happened, and if you're watching, you'll probably know exactly what I'm talking about, but she was my college roommate. And um, uh, we we were living off campus and I had a car, she didn't. And, you know, sometimes if she would uh, miss her ride, uh, she would just catch a ride with me because she knew that, you know, Hannah has a class the same time I did. And I think this particular morning, um, it wasn't even a situation where I was like feeling myself, but it was this particular morning where I guess I was feeling a little irritated. Don't really know, don't remember why I was feeling irritated, but I did. And I, and I, and I know that the reason why I, um, I was also, it added to my irritation with her was because it's like you've gotten comfortable now um, with just riding with me but not asking me. And I guess it was because it was one of those, I always went to class. I didn't really miss it for no reason. And I guess this particular morning, it was like, I felt obligated to go to class. And I'm like, what if I didn't want to go to class today? What if I wanted to be rebellious and just sit in my bed, but you don't even know, cause you ain't knock on my door to ask me, Hey Hannah, are you going to school today? Can I catch a ride with you? And I guess I was just in my feelings about it. And so I remember calling my mom and talking to her about it. And I don't know if she heard me talking to my mom and saying the things that I was saying and she was hurt, which rightfully so, I can understand now why she would have been hurt by that. But she and I have not spoken since that day. Like, I just got the cold shoulder after that. And again, 
being the runner track star that I am, she's a runner, she's a track star, <laughs> and running away from problems, I never dealt with it face on. I never asked her, yo, what's up? Why, why are we not talking? Why are you not talking to me? I didn't say anything, and I just let it be. And I have no idea what happened to her to this day because we just parted ways afterwards. And I am ashamed of that because it's like, dang, girl, you were really immature. You could have just talked to her and told her how you felt and you didn't. And that could have been a great friendship. I mean, I could look at it two ways, right? Um, Some friends are in your life for seasons and, you know, you got to let it go. But in this situation, I own my fault. I own the responsibility that I played in that relationship and I handled it wrong. And there's a when I think back um, over my life and the, my relationships and, and friendships with people, I I know that a lot of it comes from the fact that I just did not know how to deal with my feelings. I did not know how to address them and allow myself to be open and to be vulnerable and share how I felt and not be afraid of rejection or not be afraid of there being some conflict. Because the truth of the matter is, is that you're not always going to see eye to eye with people. You're not going to always agree. And I have to be okay with someone not agreeing with what I say or with somebody saying to me like, hey, Hannah, you could have said this better or you could have done this a different way. Um, And again, marriage has taught me a lot because... Anthony will say stuff to me and and to be truthfully honest there are times that I'm like oh my goodness like you want me to baby you (laughs) and it's not that he wants me to baby him but it's like I have feelings too like this is how I feel and you know don't be cold about how I feel if that's not really how you are and I'm definitely not a cold-hearted person I'm very emotional um I'm very sensitive to things and I just think that it's because that throughout my life I felt unheard unseen that I and somehow developed this whole other reality of who I am and it's kind of like a delusion I guess of of just pretending like oh, you know, my feelings don't matter, but they do. But I don't share it because it's like I've developed this tough exterior. Like, yo, I'm I'm good. I'm all right. You ain't affecting me. Like, I, I remember thinking of times where, like, maybe Anthony and I have had a heated discussion and I will tear up because for me, <laughs> when um, anxiety starts to build up, the way that I release the pressure is through my tears. Like that's the only way, especially if I'm forcing myself to stay in the moment. Cause what I want to do is just walk away and be like, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm a walk away. But again, because I want my marriage to work and I realize that communication is key. And if I don't want to be locked out forever, <laughs> I, I need to go ahead and face it. And so I will sit there and I will feel like my anxiety rising within me. And the only thing I can do in the moment is to just release tears. And then I get 
upset with myself because I'm like, why are you crying? Don't show him that you're crying, like that this is affecting you. And it's the stupidest thing ever, right? Because this is my husband. Like, he needs to know I care. He needs to know that this matters to me, <laughs> that, that, yo, I'm fighting, I'm in this. But there's this voice in my head that's like, no, you're showing weakness. Don't do it. <laughs> Y'all are probably thinking I am like crazy. But this is this. These are the thoughts that go on in my head. And um, I know for me, especially when I was going off to college, because um, like I said, my parents got uh, got a divorce when I was 16 years old. And so it was my junior going into my senior year of high school. And right after that was college. And so there was a lot of things that did not happen the way that I expected or uh, pictured my life going uh, when I went off to college. It was a total, like, it, it was totally different from what I expected. And my college experience, I really felt like I was living in the shadows of other people. But I never expressed it to anybody. I just acted like it was cool. Um, I am the first in my family to have gone off to college and graduated. I mean, my brothers have since done it, but I, I was first and I'm the baby. Uh, and so my father had never put um, a child through college prior to me. And because my parents were divorced at the time uh, and my mom was also having a hard time with dealing with the divorce, uh, it was kind of on me to figure out how to do things. My dad didn't know how to do it. My mom wasn't really there. And um, it was just me. So fortunately, you know, I had my my godbrother who helped me fill out the FAFSA application and helped me with my, you know, college applications and all that stuff. Uh, but once I went off to, to college again, because my dad just didn't know, we kind of buddied up with a friend of mine who, you know, kind of her, her parents or her parents kind of knew the ropes a little bit better than mine or whatever. So it was kind of like, my dad was like, okay, well, whatever they want to do. And I'm like, but I, I'm, 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 this is about me too. It's not just about her. Uh, so yeah, there was a lot of insecurities that developed as well. And I, I didn't see, I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel like what I wanted mattered. And so instead of making a big deal out of it, I just kind of stayed quiet. And that's kind of what I've learned to do throughout my life is to just keep my feelings to myself and suppress them. And so when I got married and I married a communicator and someone who was just like, no, I need you to talk to me. <laughs> uh, it, it has been hard. It has really been hard. I've made a lot of progress, which is why I won't say that I am not a good communicator. I am a work in progress and I am learning to do better um, with that. But it's still hard sometimes because how many of us know that, you know, our old ways will stem up 
And there are times where Anthony will say, man, like this, I'm tired of talking about the same thing over and over again. Like I told you, this is what I want and this is what I need. And it makes me feel like a failure at times because I'm like, God, why is this so hard? Why is it so hard for me to just talk and open up and say how I feel or what's bothering me or you know, why do I have such a hard time with being vulnerable? Like this is my husband. Like I should be able to be vulnerable with him. I should be able to kind of just, I don't know, give my full heart. Um, Not that I haven't given him my heart. I have, I have, but it's just like all of, of my feelings. I don't know. I think sometimes it's, I, well, I do know this. A lot of the times I have said to Anthony, I don't say anything because I don't think you're going to understand or you don't know how to relate. And so your responses to me are more so trying to fix it because he's a Mr. Fix it. And you're trying to fix me. I'm not asking you to fix me. I'm just asking you to see me. I'm asking you to hear me. I'm asking you to be there for me because that's what I need. Especially as I, you know, um, go through all of these emotions and, and figure out where these triggers are coming from, what childhood trauma or past event caused this to happen and to be in me, um, That's just what I want, you know, and I know sometimes that's hard for him because he's Mr. Fix it. He's like, no, I want to fix this. I can I can. He doesn't say to me, I can fix you. But I feel like in his mind, he's just like, no, no, no. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Like, this is how you need to handle this situation. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I'm not you. Like, I can't handle it that way. There's. It's it's not the same and I don't know how to explain it to you because I'm not a psychologist and I don't know the the best way to say it and I'm already not the best communicator so it's hard for me to really tell you what it is that I'm struggling with because I don't even know myself what I'm struggling with. I just know that this is something that I don't like that this this I I want this to be taken care of. And you know, as a woman of faith and a woman of God, it's just like, oh, just take it to the master in prayer. Yeah, I've been praying about this. And I'm not saying that, that God is not answering me. Um, he 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 is. He is shown like he is. I've I've said to him, God, I want you to reveal, expose and remove the things in my life that are a hindrance to me, that hinder me from doing what it is that you want me to do. And so that has been happening. That is that happened all throughout the pandemic. There was some stuff that he revealed that I was like, oh, you could have kept that covered, Lord. <laughs> um, so he's revealing these things, but now I have to work through them. And I don't know how to, because some of them I don't think I fully processed yet. And it makes that even more harder to communicate when you haven't really fully processed something, processed how that is actually a trauma in your life when you think about some things you're like dang yo that was really messed up 
And that's something that I never really processed because I just suppressed it. And so now it's up and it's in my face and I got to deal with it and I'm not quite sure how to. And then the person that I'm closest to that I'm trying to explain, you know, what's going on and that person is trying to fix it and tell me how to do it. I'm like, yo, I'm not at step 20 yet. Like I'm on one. (laughs) Let me deal with one. Let me process because it's hard. It's just it's really hard, y'all. I want to be, I want to communicate better. Um, that's a, it's a prayer of mine. It's, it's something that I, I want to, to do better um, and be more intentional about. I have, I realized the other day, and I said this to Anthony, I said, you know, when we got married 13 years ago, um, I think that was my ticket out. <laughs> I love my family, but my family has a lot of of drama that I just didn't want to deal with anymore. Um, and I, it's hard to even say that because I feel them hearing that they might get offended. Uh, but from my perspective, I just feel like they, they dealt with a lot of drama that I didn't want to deal with. I didn't want to be a part of. And so uh, moving up to Orlando uh, when Anthony and I got married, it was a way out for me, a way to get away from the drama. And so much so, I didn't realize that what I was doing was leaving and cleaving. Um, but I I kind of just kind of left South Florida in South Florida. And the only time I ever really thought about it, not saying that I didn't think about my family, I did think about them. You know, I called my mom, called my dad or whatever. But like, I left South Florida in South Florida. I am not that close with my nieces and nephews. Matter of fact, some of them be picking up the phone calling Anthony before they call me because, you know, they met Uncle Anthony and Uncle Anthony is fun and da 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 And Uncle Anthony don't really know about all the the drama, not with the nieces and nephews, but with the whole... He doesn't know about all that. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't care about all of that. He's just like, hey, what's up? And, you know, fun and da-da-da-da, and they enjoy that. And me, I'm just like, hey, what's up? And, I mean, I love my nieces and my nephews, but <laughs> some of them, they have their own little drama. I remember last time I talked to one of my nephews, he just had this whole self-entitlement thing where he felt like somebody owed him something. I'm like, bruh, don't nobody owe you anything. You had an opportunity to make your own choices and make your own path, and this is the path you chose. And just because you chose that doesn't mean that now everybody's obligated to help you find your way back. Like, we gonna help you because we family, but don't be entitled. Like, that's the kind of stuff, you know, and I kind of just separated myself from it um I think I could have separated myself a little better than I did because I've lost a lot of years uh 13 (laughs) to be exact with my my nieces and nephews they're they're grown men and women I mean my brothers are 13 and 11 years older than me my oldest nephew is only five years younger than me so you know and he's he's grown with his own kids you know his kids are my children's age so 
I mean, they're they're all adults and I treat them as adults. I mean, I appreciate the fact that they still call me Auntie Hannah, but I I wouldn't be offended if they just called me Hannah because I'm like, y'all grown, <laughs> you know. Um, but I just I didn't really communicate the best and I feel like I could have did better with them with staying in contact. I could have did, did better with staying in communication with with certain friends uh, with certain relatives, but for me, it was like, yo, I just want to get away from it all. I just really wanted to get away, and coming up here allowed me to do that, but I guess I'm at a point in my life now where I'm looking back, and it's like, I could have handled that better, um, and I'm learning uh, that I wasn't a the best communicator. And so as I'm working on trying to be a better one, I'm realizing that there's boundaries that I need to set in relationships with our, which are hard because people have become accustomed to having the access that they have to me. But for me to maintain my peace and to maintain my, you know, sanity, I have to build these barriers but I want to build them in a healthy way. I don't want to do what Hannah's always done and just cut people off and forget about it because that's not a healthy way. That's not the best way. Um, and so that's where I'm at, y'all. I am, I, I share it with y'all in another episode. I'm broken but purposed. Uh, and so, yeah, that's a, a broken area in my life. And even though I'm broken, I'm still healed because I'm walking in healing. God is healing me. He is showing me how to better communicate. I'm, you know, relying on the Holy Spirit every day to help me manage my emotions and to help me communicate um, better so that I don't just suppress my feelings or hide my feelings and not be truthful, making people think that I'm okay when I'm not, um, but to really express what it is that I'm feeling and what I'm going through so that they can understand and to also receive um, the feedback that they give me, even though I know that the feedback sometimes may not necessarily be something that I can actually take action upon in that moment. But it's like, yo, I hear you. I'm going to take that and I'm going to put it in my pocket, but I'm just I'm not at the point yet where I can use it. And I hope you understand. I hope you don't feel like you wasted your time sharing what you shared with me. It's just that I'm not there yet. And I think that's also hard sometimes for people to understand when they're giving their advice or their recommendations to you. It's not that you're turning it away. It's just that you're not there yet to really fully receive it and apply it but you're grateful for their input and for them taking the time to listen and also provide feedback. So anyways, that's where I'm at. Like I said, I was in a hot seat. It's kind of hot in here right now. Um, But I hope you guys got something out of today's episode and out of my, um, out of my vulnerability and and just hearing me and if you can relate yo don't let a sister be out here by herself go ahead and drop me a listener letter or 
you know, slide in the DMs on Instagram at Hannah's World Zero Zero or, you know, uh, messenger me <laughs> on Facebook at Hannah's World. And, um, you know, like I said, you can send your listener letters to Hannah's World Zero Zero at gmail.com. Let a sister know that she not the only one out there because, you know, being in this hot seat is kind of lonely and kind of hot. <laughs> so I appreciate y'all, you know, let me know. Yo, girl, I feel you. Um, but until next time, peace out, world. Peace out, world.